And we're back for another episode of Black Girls Vibe. Andrea, how are you, friend? Hey, Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey. 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 There's so much going on. We should just go ahead and hop into it. Uh, yes, let's. What's the biggest thing going on sports-wise, in your opinion? What's coming up that's really big? Well, we have, we're rounding out the finals in the NBA. Yep. And we have the... <laughs> We have the Olympics starting in a few weeks. Yes. But, yes. But but even more immediate than that, we have breakfast at Wimbledon tomorrow. <laughs> we, <laughs> you, you know what? Let's let's talk about that. That's so so um, uh, Ash Barty won uh, today. Won the fi women's finals against Pliskova. So that's been. Uh, settled and tomorrow, who do we have? Who do we have in the men's finals tomorrow, Andrew? Joker. Yeah, I mean perennial, perennial finalist. Yes, and this is my drum roll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you you should do the honors, my friend. <laughs> Matteo Berrettini has made the Wimbledon finals, and if you've listened to this podcast long enough. Uh, and can recall an episode from sometime in 2000, probably like summer of 2019. You may recall uh, my uh, affection for one Matteo Berrettini. So I am super excited <laughs> that he's made a finals, a Grand Slam finals. I, I feel like it's his first one, at least since I've been paying attention. It's, it's possible. Yeah. We'll go with it. Uh, and so, yeah. Breakfast at Wimbledon tomorrow. <laughs> there was no breakfast at Wimbledon today, but there there shall be in the morning. There shall be in the morning. It Wimbledon. should be a good match, though. Um, I, you know, I hope so. But, you know, the Joker is the Joker. And so you cannot, like, deny that. So you know who I'm cheering for, though. So let's not I even. I do. It, it, it would be, yeah. No, and it would be nice to see him win and have some new. You know, it's been a lot of the Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, yes. like the past two decades with some right. other folks sprinkled in. So it'd be nice to get some new kids on the block. It, it would be. And if he has to be, if he happens to be amongst the new kids, I am just fine with that. <laughs> I have no problem with it. And if he, if he cannot, if he does not win, I hope he at least has a, gr a great showing, you know. Yes. Uh, so, but I, I shall be... Uh, uh, Wrapped attention, if you will, <laughs> tomorrow morning. Uh, so yeah, that that's Wimbledon. And uh, next up, and, I mean, we do have the NBA Finals, Bucks, Suns. We got the the Bucks in a O uh, two deficit. Uh, you calling it? Yeah, I I I am going to give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt and say they won't get swept. But I'm still going sons. I'll say in five. Yeah, I think that's I think that's reasonable. I, the same. I mean, if they don't get swept, five. <laughs> I I don't see it going to six. I, I, I don't either. I don't see it. So, mm. so yeah. And uh, next after that, we have the Olympics. And 
there's so much to be excited about as a black woman, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and sports fan looking forward to the Olympics. And you know, there's some other things that uh, trigger less excitement and more consternation. So which one you want to address first, the excitement or the consternation? Let's do the consternation and we'll end on but the positive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting two weeks, I would say, uh, for uh, Black women uh, Olympian prospects. Everybody has been talking about, and it broke after uh, since we last recorded. But uh, and our timing on this recording is actually good because the story has more to it. Uh, uh, with this week's decision, but everybody's talking about the Shakari Richardson elimination due to her uh, her positive uh, weed test mm -hmm. uh, uh, disqualified her uh, from participating in the 100 meter individual event. Uh, she was initially given a 30 day, I mean a 90 day suspension, and had it knocked down to 30, which would have left her available to participate in the 400 meter relay. Right. And the decision around that was left up to the coaches who uh, ultimately decided not to invite her to participate on the team. And we just learned that news in the last few days. Mm -hmm. So uh, we now know that we won't see her in Olympic competition at all uh, this season. Yeah. So um, weed and athletic performance and disqualifications. Um, there's so much information around, uh, how weed historically has been used as, it, uh, has been criminalized in a way to create disadvantages for the, uh, uh, the African-American community. Mm -hmm. It's tough not to, when having this conversation, it's not to have, uh, this in mind. And I know that, you know, as a community, we're not a monolith and just paying attention to social media. Folks were all over the place. Black folks in particular were all over the place on this topic. What were your thoughts or reactions? Like, do you think she should have been allowed to compete? Uh, did you think the ruling was fair? I'm curious your, your reaction, because we hadn't actually, you and I hadn't actually talked about it. In, right. In um, yeah, I mean, you can argue and I can make the argument that, you know, it's it's an antiquated rule. It's, it's not the typical performance enhancing drug that you would think about with someone in with it enabling or improving their performance. Um, I am of the opinion it's, you know, the rule is the rule, whether it's antiquated or not. And she was aware of it and she knew that she would be random tested and she failed that test. And so, you know, I, I the thing that I appreciate in all of that is that she did, um, you know, she's, she's gone. And on, you know, I think it was the Today Show and probably some other platforms and, and owned up to it. So I, mm -hmm. I applaud her for that um, to say, yeah, I knew I was going through a difficult situation. This is how I handled it. Um, and I accept the penalty and I'll be back. This will not, you know, keep me down and defeat me. So it's unfortunate because I think I, I really was hoping that she would that we would see her in this Olympics. Sure. Um, you know, with them having to have waited that extra year um, since the Tokyo Olympics were supposed to be in 2020. So I'm hoping that she will be back in three years. Um, I know we'll see her, you know, in the various races up until then, but that's kind of where I've, I've landed in, on it. It's just, 
maybe the IOC will take another look at it. I don't know, um, just going forward. But that's just kind of been my position on it. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I, I, you know, the, the, the rule is the rule until it's not the rule. Uh, and I think uh, that the IOC has got to, to give some reconsideration to the rule at this point. And even I was reading, I can't recall the specific source, but I, um, and I'll, maybe I'll post it on our Facebook page. I'll go back and find it and post it. But the data that the IOC and the, and the, and the doping agency are relying upon it's 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 old data mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'm not even sure that it's scientifically backed data right 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 and so the rule absolutely needs to be revisited i do respect the fact that she that she um did not make ex you know excuses or uh didn't claim like oh you know that i don't know how that got there mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I i liked that she took ownership of it um Someone, one of our followers on the page uh, made a point around, I thought it was a great point around the fact that um, essentially like you can be as, as, as physically ready to compete as, you know, anyone else or greater than, but if you're not mentally ready, yeah, you might as well not be physically ready. And yeah. that um, this particular follower of ours was saying like, she's just hopeful that she goes and does the work emotionally and mentally to be ready. And that resonated with me, mm -hmm. um, particularly, you know, as an athlete development specialist, like, yeah, holistically, she has to be ready to compete. And it's clear, this brought out the fact that she was not holistically ready to compete. Um, and, you know, their, their um, the fairness of the rule aside, uh, their, their, like, I felt a sense of like self-sabotage because of the awareness, uh, and, and, and hear me out on this for those who hear this and want to kind of jump down my mm -hmm. throat. I think you know you have to wonder when somebody when somebody does know or has been you know as track and field uh, competitors are tested all the time and know that they're going to be tested. And she was in Oregon for competition. She knew she was going to be tested, or had you know had been tested and would continue to be tested. Uh, and so, you know, the fact that her judgment was such that and, and grief can impair judgment, no mm -hmm. doubt. The fact that her judgment was such that she, you know, she acknowledged that I knew when I did it, I knew I was going to be screened. You know, right. uh, that's a red flag. Right. So maybe she wasn't as ready for the Olympics as we thought she was. We thought by how she was performing on the field of play that she was ready. But I think what this suggests is that she wasn't remotely ready. Yep. And so th this time that she'll have to get there uh, will be vital for her. Yeah. Uh, I hate it, though. I hate it for her. She's, but she's 21. She she'll be 24. Uh, and, and heck, uh, I posted an article on the, on the page today. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it. Um, there is um, an Olympian who is competing in her eighth Olympics on the gymnastics side. Wow. wow. Um, from one of the countries, uh, she may be, Uzbekistan is where she's from originally, but she would have been competing before um, the USSR busted up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, if, if she can still be competing in her um, 40s, late 40s, 
Shakari's good. We'll, we'll see her in three years. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good that we will. Um, one of the things, one of the many things that she said um, was just that, like, she's human. The only difference between her and everyone else is that she runs faster. Which, yeah. Which is accurate. <laughs> yes. That much faster. Yes. Um, but it is. It goes. It. I mean, I think you make a very valid point. It's that how how we all deal with, you know, emotional things that happen in in this thing we call life, um, and you know how who's to say when you find out that kind of news from someone who's not in your immediate circle. So the way that she found out that her birth mother passed. Um, you're a reporter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a reporter. Um, and just the timing of that, I mean, yeah. So that's why I think just the judgment of how she handled it is a bit harsh because um, she was fully aware of the consequences. But to your point, it's, but, and she still did it anyway. So hopefully she will, I mean, 21 years old, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn at this level and at this stage. Yeah. Um, but I feel pretty good that she will kind of take it and, and learn from it and be bigger and better and stronger mentally um, as well as, you know, physically as she continues her training. Yeah. yeah. So much sending, you know, grace and compassion and love to her in this moment, but she's not the only uh, black woman who we should amplify in this category of consternation. Right. Um, um the the uh, the the request for uh, uh, the black women swimmers to be able to wear swim caps that accommodate our uh, our hairstyles and textures that are different from um, those who aren't African or African American, right? Um, and the denial of that request initially, as I understand it, it's been appealed and it's being reconsidered at least. Mm -hmm. But um, as someone who grew up swimming uh, with, well, this is, you know, not this hair, but with my hair. <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 the swim caps you could get at like the drugstore or wherever I used to get them from, like mm -hmm. they were never adequate, never adequate. Right. Um, and so, and, and guess what? I mean, for, so for those who can't see, me, I have um, passion braids installed, uh, but and I have and I have gone swimming with this kind of hair installed. I had to purchase like a big swimming cap that could accommodate all this. Mm -hmm. Newsflash, folks! It slows you down. Right. You're actually trying to swim. It actually and I and I, I you know play in the water, but I also like freestyle. So when I'm actually trying to freestyle. The cap that I wear to accommodate my hair is is not a help, <laughs> um, and I you know I say that on behalf of uh, any black woman who whether she can actually swim or not has wanted to play in the water and had a cap on and like gone underwater and realized like oh this isn't really gonna this really isn't gonna stay <laughs> it's gone <laughs> so just the, you know, the need for cultural competency and compassion around these things is, 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 they, is like very much a thing. I know it's still amazing that the simple things that, that we as black women think about. So we're both sitting here with, with passion twists installed and just like, so all this controversy, 
over a swim cap as this is going to give us some propulsion in the water that <laughs> how but then that's just another thing it's just as more and more of black women um are competing at this level and on this stage in a sport that we're not traditionally you know you don't typically find a lot of black women in in swimming um mm-hmm. haven't um and so I think that may, is part of it. It's the, oh, we don't know what to do. So we're just not going to allow it because it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, it's just, we've, we've never been here before. And it's like, it's a swim cap though. Like, I, I just don't understand. So I, I, yeah, I don't, I think, like you said, it's been, um, it's at least being reconsidered. I, I'm not sure yet either if it's been overturned. Yeah. And, and last but not least in this category, it's the, 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 handful of uh, black women athletes, two athletes from Namibia specifically, who are not being allowed to compete in the 400 meter because of high testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we know that Castor Semenya has kind of been the, the unfortunate flag bearer for this issue for many years now at this point. And you know, uh, she has uh, her own battle going on in this regard. But it's just interesting that these issues always seem to disproportionately affect black women, mm-hmm. like bottom line, mm-hmm. like issues around um, hair, right? issues around uh, weed consumption, <laughs> issues, around, you know, these testosterone issues. Um, I don't know. It's just not been as far as, you know, being a black, a, a fan of sports as a black woman who enjoys getting into the Olympics. Like it's put a pall on that. All these mm-hmm. little, all these things we've, not little things, all these things we've been talking about have admittedly put a pall. Am I, am I inclined to boycott the Olympics? Uh, no. Uh, I, for one, you know, when you, when, when, when the word boycott comes up for me, I'm looking for like tangible outcomes. Right. If, if, if you say boycott, so what's the end game? Right. Right. What impact and what form of what form of boycott are you taking? But if you're talking, if you're asking me whether I'm going to boycott from a standpoint of viewership, no. That's just me, though. Yeah, yeah, and there may be some who will, um, but I, I don't want it to take away from where I think you're headed with the like the positive of all of this because there is a lot of black girl magic being sprinkled across all the sports in this. Olympics. Um, And, and as much as we, as I mean, we could go on and on and on because there are more stories. I mean, we could talk about Simone Biles and the scoring. There are so many. Oh, we we just don't have time. That's the only reason. Yeah. Girl. (laughs) We don't have that time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we could, which is unfortunate. Sure. Uh, so let's leave the the folks with the with the positive about the. the oh, absolutely. Episode. You said well. You said Simone Biles. Simone Biles. We've got a really. I mean, Simone and Jordan, and I can't think of Jordan's last name because it's escaping mm-hmm. me. Um, so we've got a really great Olympics women's Olympics team that's lined up. Um, Simone Manuel. Yep, and swimming. Right, and she's the captain of the team. That's right. That's right. Um, goodness, there's so many. Uh, is it? Uh, Gwen Berry. Yes. Um, 
And I'm thinking of her just because she protested on the stand. Yes, thank you. I'm like, I was trying to place um, what, what sport. Is she, she's, she's track and field, but I'm trying to think of which event. I'm trying to think of her event. Yeah. In it's Canada. not coming to me right now. Yeah. And then I have um, Allison Felix on the brain. Mm -hmm. Just with her. I don't remember now. I've lost count of how many Olympics she's been in, but as a mom coming back and and competing at this level too. So amazing. amazing. Yeah. We've got some exciting uh I think like I can see myself glued the full two weeks. It could happen. It yeah. could easily happen. I mean and you know I, I am team USA men's basketball meh <laughs> But remember, that used to be like the highlight. Well, that used to be the relative, thing. but you know, the yeah, team and all. Yeah, it used to be the thing. Uh, on on a related note, we can we can leave men's basketball alone. But uh, you know, Shaq, uh, Shaq and Kenny uh, always give Charles such a hard time about not having a ring, right? Like whenever they want to just like shut down the validity of any remark, like comment or or opinion he's sharing, mm -hmm. they throw that in his face. Mm -hmm. Mike Wilbon, brilliant like Mike Wilbon, uh, shuts them down about two weeks ago by saying, you know, as much as Shaq and the Jet uh, try to shut Charles down, Charles played for a team that neither one of them did. Ooh. <laughs> and that team literally changed, had more of an impact on basketball as we know it today than, frankly, anything they've done you know, with all their rings. <laughs> well, and you make a valid point there. Yeah. Facts. He, he's right. He's yeah. right. We do not give Charles enough credit for being on the dream team. Right. We do not give him the credit for that. Mm. Uh, and, 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 you know, Shaq wasn't in the league yet, but, uh, but uh, the Jet was. He was. <laughs> yeah, sure was. Mm. Well. Up, and 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 Core Water. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, the stature of Team USA men's basketball, that is, uh uh it just doesn't have it doesn't have the same whatever. I mean, I really do think that 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 you know that team is just golden era. Like it hit its golden era. <laughs> the year that it first allowed professional athletes to participate. Right. And I, it's just, it hit the zenith then. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, cause what's also happened since then is that the, the, the overseas teams have gotten better. So it's more competitive. Yeah. Uh, our talent pool for the NBA from Europe now and Asia now right. thanks to David Stern, like, so, you know, the landscape has changed so much, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch because you do have a group of folks that if a year ago, if you had to speculate or two years ago, if you had to speculate who was going to be on the, the Olympic team this year, uh, this is not the group of folks you would have come up with. No. And I know we named um, the the players on our, they're in our last um, recording, but yeah, it's not the, like it was the top 10 or however many were chosen for the dream team in the league. Now it's just kind of like, who? Yeah, I love is playing. Like who? 
But you're right. Like some of the top players now are are European players, so they're going to play. They're going to play for their um their national teams. Yeah. You know, I will say that. Uh, did we talk about Nuneka not being selected for the women's team? I'm going to, I'm, I I can't remember. Okay, I, I think we talked about that, but yeah. it looks like they could, the the Ngumuke sisters could end up playing for Nigeria's team. Nice. So that'd be that'd be dope. Like okay. I just want to see them play. Like yeah, they played for. They have dual nationalities, but uh, I just want to see them play. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for them then. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Um. So anything else on the Olympics? No, just excited about it, and um, sure we'll talk more throughout the course um, once it starts. Looking yeah, uh, opening ceremony is. Hmm, uh, what's today? Today's twenty third. It's, 23rd. it's yeah. October. It's the twenty. Today is. Uh, today is the tenth. Oh yeah, it's it's Friday the twenty third. Is is opening ceremony? So super excited about that. We hope that folks have some, you know, watch pot parties, post some pictures, share them with us on the page. Um, segueing a bit away from the Olympics. Maria Taylor. Um, why am I blanking on Rachel Nichols and ESPN? Yes. Thoughts, ventings, rantings. <laughs> I, I'm trying to like even. I, I don't even. Well, I do know why. Because this is the, it's been, it was with Maria. Um, it's one of the reasons Jamel left. It's one of the reasons Carrie Champion left. It's, yeah. I want to say, and I can't recall now, so I might be misspeaking, but I'm sure it was. I think L. Duncan had some, it was, it was L and, um, hmm, why is her name escaping me? Not Sage. Sage. It was Sage. Okay. I think Sage had said some things, um. Anyway, this seems to be a very common phenomenon that's happening um, with very talented, highly qualified black women at ESPN. And so Rachel Nichols is the latest. Okay, we're going to give Rachel that work in just a second. But can I drop a pin? Just just take a second to say what a national treasure L. Duncan's Twitter account <laughs> Yes, but specifically during the NBA playoffs and repping for her Hawks so hard. Yes, she did. She, she did. <laughs> to, like such high comedic effect. Like every it seemed like with every win, every time they won, she would like escalate the foolishness. Oh yes. Oh yeah. It's one of the highlights, it's one of the things I miss now that the Hawks are not um, I know, right? <laughs> It's like, oh, what's what's L going to put on? L, you know, ain't no plans, you know. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. Yes, gotta love L Duncan and how hard she reps for the A. You know, she's one one of the few, like you don't often meet people who are actually from Atlanta, right? Like born, especially mm -hmm. like she reps hard, you know, for her hometown and love it. So back to to Maria Rachel in the whole debacle. You know, uh, sad enough as it sounds like as a black woman 
disappointed, not surprised, right? Like, yeah. like um, the purported allies when they get from around us don't speak as glowingly as the causes as our cause of our causes as they do when they're in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, th- this is just the reality of being a black woman. I mean, we've we have all likely encountered or been talked about in that way. We just, you know, didn't have the person not aware of the equipment enough to not realize she was recording herself onto a, a company-wide server. Right. And, you know, the one person that gets punished is the Black woman who had access to the server who shared it with Maria. Right. And said, hey, you should know what's being said about you by one of your colleagues. By one of your colleagues. And, and, and you know, what, what, what is, has, has been co-signed by an advisor to the, lar- the, the highest profile player on the planet mm-hmm. who, you know, has a direct influence on who you get access to as a reporter. Yeah, it's, it's important. It's important for, for us to know, you know, as the, the, meta, the, the, the saying goes, you know, to keep the grass cut low so we know where the snakes are. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the, Rachel, you know, it's the snake that cut the grass on herself. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like she, like she is hiding <laughs> the grass and then cut the grass. And cut the grass and said, but, but then, you know, this is a year old event, right? Like it's not just that it happened. But that is it. It happened a year ago with no repercussions for Rachel, right? Until this week, until and it was even framed as punitive. You know, it was well. We don't want her this thing to be a distraction. So, you know, thank goodness, like it gives Malika Andrews a heightened platform. But by God, let's let Malika have it because she's dope. And, you know, like the circumstances, I'm great she's getting the access, but mm-hmm. the circumstance is so unfortunate. Like it shouldn't be that she gets the the, the, the plat for the access because they removed Rachel. How about you just create the platform, you know, before right. because she's, because you know, she's, she's like Maria in the making. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> it's not like it's that many in the pipeline. So, yeah, it's. It's just a mess. The whole, um, I won't even call it an apology. I'm not sure her, her statement will, those few words that she gave at the beginning of the show. Um, what was it? The jump? I don't the jump, the, the jump. And then to have Kendrick, it was a Kendrick Perkins, the Perk and Richard Jefferson, yeah. you know, Perk thanking her for the apology. It's, that's not your lane, Perk. That's not, that's not your lane that, you know, she, you know, uh, it has been interesting to see, um, the, the, you know, Steven Jackson's of the world kind of come to Rachel's, I don't know if you want to defense mm-hmm. and, you know, talk about her in terms of how many black athletes she's put on by having, you know, by giving them the opportunity to regularly appear on the show. Yeah. She, she needs you much more than you need her. In reality, and the real question is because you all are not her peers in that way. You all are uh, former elite athletes who have subject matter expertise on the topic that her show is about. 
Right. So that's the capacity. But you're not her journalistic peer. The real question is, how many Black reporters has she put on? That's the question. Mm -hmm. She's going to put all the Black athletes on to help her show look good. So don't make this a thing where she's, y'all had a platform before Rachel Nichols. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't act like she like put you on in that way. No, <laughs> they went on and on and on at the beginning of that show. And I said, okay, this, this is enough. Um, other than, so I haven't heard anything since she's, Got a little thunder going on. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anything. So once since she's been removed from the sidelines about, um, you know, any anything else that will happen, if anything. And I haven't heard anything about the the woman and I her I can't recall her name who actually reported it and informed Maria. If anything has outside of her, I think she was was it suspended or whatever. Without pay for two weeks. She's no longer with ESPN. Okay. She voluntarily left. Okay. Sometime since then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and you know, I've heard I've heard um, you know, Carrie and uh Jamel both speak to this in the last few days. It's like, you know, it's messed up what's happened, you know, because it's just a continuation. You know, this is just the most recent thing on the spectrum of things that have happened to black women at ESPN, but mm -hmm. ESPN isn't alone. Right. And nobody needs to, you know, no, no, you know, other companies out there don't need to get so arrogant to think that that can't be them or that that isn't them. Right. Oh yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I guess we, we will see how once the finals are over, I mean, gr frankly, once the finals are over, what does Rachel do? Good question. Because, because unlike Maria, who's dope on both the basketball and the football side, mm -hmm. we go see Maria in the fall. Right. That's that's kind of her. She just she's just dabbling her big toe in this basketball thing, although that's the sport she played. Right. Like her, she started mm -hmm. on the football side. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just gonna be getting more Maria, which is dope. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I hope whatever she's um, asking for at ESPN, she, she gets. And if not, that she's able to move on somewhere else who will respect her in that regard for the talent that she is and what she can bring and what she brings um, and give yep, give those give those opportunities to her because they are well deserved because she's awesome. And so when I was doing this, I, I, I was really thinking of the full circle uh, moment. Um, Maria needs to be in the same way that Nicole Hannah-Jones decided to go where she's celebrated rather than just tolerated. Mm -hmm. That should be the mantra for all of us. Exactly. Like, go where you're celebrated and not just tolerated. Exactly. And I want Maria to get that money. Uh, when C ESPN offered her, I think, $5 million last summer, and she said, nah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now they're offering her two or three because mm -hmm. of all the cuts and everything. And yeah. she's like, no, no. Nah. <laughs> like, I, I've proven my, if anything, I've proven my worth even more so in the last year or how many months. So pay me. And And I have no problem with her shooting for a number in the Stephen A stratosphere. 
Yeah. She has to to shoot for it and then go from there. I don't have any problem with it. I don't think she's shooting herself in the foot. What does she have to lose? Right. Because a lot of times we do, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this in in the past, um, just about how we sometimes as women and black women will shy away from the, oh, I don't check all the boxes or I'm not going to ask. But this is the whole point of the equal pay and for men and women. Right. So it's the we do the same thing or whatever the case may be. We we have the same resume. We have the same skill. And maybe I have more because I did play and whatever the case may be. But you still want to pay me a third of what he makes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get me a little closer. Like, <laughs> you don't want to. Like, yeah. And, and and maybe I could be, you know, it kind of comes back to that, you know, that tired conversation we've had around like the NBA versus the WNBA level play and all that. And If you platformed her differently, if you platformed and supported her in the same way that you've done Stephen A over the years, mm-hmm. I'm not, 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 you know, the rest of it. Yeah. Um, so enough about sports. We spend a lot of time on this, on this podcast, talking sports, that's the thrust, but that's not the only thing we enjoy, man. Am I right? You are definitely right. We okay. have a lot of interest. <laughs> we, have, we have a broad range of interest, which we talked to y'all about. Uh, one interest is music. One interest, one specific interest is R&B music. One very specific interest is R&B music from the 80s and 90s. And there's one particular group that's come to perhaps embody that, embody our childhood and embody our teenage years, our college years. <laughs> into our like professional lives. Right. And that is new addition. Yes. Yes. Uh, learned that they've come under uh, new representation. CAA uh, is now their, their, their uh, agency. And also that they are booked to have a residency in Las Vegas in 2022. Mm-hmm. Now just tell me, Andrew, have you like, Wear your seats. I know I know you've checked. I, although although nothing nothing has been publicized, I know you have all the details. I know you have all the details. I may have started to look into the residency some and I may have started to just, you know, think about scheduling and Oh, when could I go see New Edition? Because right. it's all six of them. It's all of them. All of them. And 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 listeners, you have to understand about my friend Andrea. When she says she may have done something, I, I did it. She's done it. <laughs> I did it. She's done it. <laughs> so whenever you hear "may," know that it's done. <laughs> A slow may means it's been done multiple times. <laughs> a slow drawn out may means, oh yeah, I, I've been done it. <laughs> yeah. I was just waiting on them to make the announcement. <laughs> no, so, but it's exciting. Um, yeah. I mean, I know between the, both of us, like we've seen all six, all the variations of new addiction over the years or, well, not over the years, over the decades. Decades. Um, 
and thought that once they had the the new edition film, what was it now? Two years ago. Like, it was it was probably like more like seventeen or eighteen. Oh, okay. See, that, like I, they were. I think they're supposed to do something like shortly after, and then it just it fell apart. It fell apart. Yep. Um. So, I think now, if I have been, if I've heard correctly, they are each contracted to be <laughs> at this residency. Um, okay. Okay. Because that's important to get all six of them there. Um, so I'm excited. I really am. Um, I can't even count like how many times I have seen them. Um, it's. I was really shocked by the news because I just didn't think it was going to happen. Right. It's like once things fell apart after that. Um, that was it. BET where it aired. The, the yeah the miniseries yeah. Um, I was like, oh, well, this, you know, maybe I'll catch, you know, BBD somewhere. I'll catch Bobby. <laughs> right. Individuals, but not getting the whole. So all six. All six. In a Vegas residency? In Vegas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad. Um, you know, my first concert ever was Run DMC, Houdini, and New Edition. Really? 1985, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, Telephone Man, like the album that Telephone Man was on. Mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the, the album cover I'm talking about. Uh, Count Me Out might have been on that. I think so. Because I think yeah. I'm cool it now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm looking at, I can see the album cover because I can see yep. the, the, the jackets. jackets. Yeah, yeah. And the hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were touring off of that album. So yeah, that's the first concert. Uh, I'm sure you have seen them and their constituent parts more times in concert than I have. I'm fairly positive of that. Possibly. So it wasn't my first, they were not my first concert, um, but they came to um, Huntsville, I feel like every spring in the okay. late 80s um, on tour. So I went... So they were one of the every every spring. <laughs> no, every time they came. Like every time they came, and then yeah, over the years I have seen them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I know you have friends. I have. That's. I think that's why I've lost count. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Bobby was somewhere, and then BBD was somewhere else, and then it was all five or six of them. I want to, I can't remember the year, but they've been in Atlanta a few times, all of them at Chastain. Okay. Um, I'd have to dig through the photos to recall the the year that they were all, that they all toured. Um, yeah. None of them are going to be out at Chastain for D-Nice. That, that, I don't, not a, I don't think any of the, like no constituent part is going to be a part of that. Like Johnny's not going to be there. I don't think no, so. I don't think so, No. Um, yeah, so that is exciting news. Very exciting news. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, just a couple of weeks back, we had the opportunity to um, support uh, the Black Bourbon Society, which we're both members of, and their open, uh, their partnership with Jim Beam, mm -hmm. and their open door tour, which is a multi-city tour. Uh, started off in Atlanta. I think they're in uh, Chicago this week. We'll be in New York the next and then are headed to the DMV and wrapping up in Dallas sometime in August. But it's um, a series of events 
Friday happy hour, Saturday like uh, uh, a barbecue themed uh, meal and tasting, and then uh, a boozy brunch that Sunday. And all of these events are occurring at black owned businesses, restaurants, lounges uh, in these uh, different cities. So we mm -hmm. had the opportunity to do the, the brunch. I'm not gonna call it the boozy brunch. Break. We had the opportunity to do the brunch. <laughs> we did. <laughs> the rhythm and bean brunch. Uh, where was it at? Uh, Virgil's Gullah. Virgil's. Mm -hmm. In uh, College Park. Yep. Uh, very, not, uh, very well done, very well put together event. I had the opportunity to also attend the uh, the bourbon tasting and, and, you know, paired with like a full on plate, like a barbecue plate meal, like, um, they had greens on there, uh, greens, <laughs> uh, baked beans, brisket, chicken, uh, sweet potatoes, oh, like yeah. a full on meal and like, a, um, I guess they call it a hoe cake, but it's like, a, it's like a pancake, uh, mm -hmm. cornbreadish, um, excellent. Yeah. Um, and paired with different expressions of Jim Beam. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, way to support uh, these black businesses as they try to come back online after the pandemic. Uh, so if you're in one of the cities, um, definitely go check them out. If you're on Facebook, um, go to Black Bourbon Society's page and find out there's more information there, but definitely wanted to, to give them a shout out uh, for what they're doing and they and Jim Beam are doing to support black businesses in this time. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, and hopefully they'll have uh, really good turnouts. Uh, I, I would expect Chicago to be a really nice um, yeah. venue for it. But Absolutely. yeah, hopefully the other cities will, will have a good turnout as well. So on a closing note, it, it, we would be completely derelict in our duties if uh, we didn't give a tip of the hat or, you know, black girl magic moment nod to Zaila Avant-Garde. Yes. Brooks National Spelling Bee winner, as well as like basketball prodigy. Holder of three Guinness Book World Records in dribbling, juggling, and bouncing. Mm -hmm. I mean, just sick with it. With the spelling words and the handle. Okay. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, she's doing stuff on the... Um, uh, you know, the thing with the one wheel. The the <laughs> like, have you seen the videos of her? No, I haven't seen all the bull stuff with, on the unicycle. Like, oh, going the no, oh no, I didn't see like, that. On, on on a unicycle doing like ball handling stuff. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Or, or she's standing, or she's standing on two basketballs, balancing, doing the doing the the dribbling stuff. Oh, I've seen the dribble with like I don't I couldn't I think it was like six five or six, six yeah no, balls. No. But no, I have to go no, back. She and up her her feet aren't even on the ground, and she's yeah. And she's not a nice player. Like it's not just that she right. has. Like, oh, she's got skills. Goes off the dribble. It's just she is amazing. Yeah, fourteen years old. The first, uh, and this is important to put it this way. I think she's the first. She's the first African American because I think an African has has won right um, the, the the national spelling bee before, and African American girl. She's right. not a woman. 
Like right. we, far too often, the media tries to either hypersexualize or age our young girls. This, this girl is 14. 14 years old. Girl. So, but nevertheless, she's the first African-American, I think male or female. I'm not sure about that. Maybe just, we'll have to check. I know she's the first African-American girl uh, to win. Uh, and so kudos to her uh, as a as a, someone who used to dabble in the spelling bees back in my youth. Uh, I respect yeah. the name. I respect the game. Listen, <laughs> I, I do too. I, I, I'm just always amazed. I love to watch the, um, I was in a few spelling bees, but these kids have me just blown away. So I love to watch scripts and, um, I mean, she's amazing. I love her name. Like, it's just. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's like she was, she was named for this moment, right? Right. Like, she, like, her parents knew she was going to be really special and yep. they gave her a really um, unique and dope name to match all that she was going to do and achieve. Right. So I'm going to go and watch some of her other uh, videos and both basketball and and spelling and spelling <laughs> and spelling soda soda friend anything else no i think that's a good that's a good note to end on yes, yes, really yes. so when we get when we come back we'll be just starting the olympics yay yes we're in that time frame but in the meantime folks take care of yourselves be safe out there we want to thank you for joining us again. Um, follow us on Facebook. We have we have good times over there. Black Girls Vibe Tribe. Uh, just send us a request. We'll let you on in and you can have part in the fun. Um, in the meantime, we will uh, see you guys in a couple of weeks and take care of yourselves. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.